Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, the podcast where we talk about how people die. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your host, Angela. That's my other host, Angela. Uh, <laughs> my other host. I don't have another host. It's just Stephanie and Angela. It's just- and every week we come here to you to tell you uh, terrible stories about terrible people. Uh, someone usually dies. Uh, it's not Sometimes always murder. Sometimes not terrible. We've never had a good death. We had that girl who died and then Carl Tanzler like mummified her body, but she didn't yeah, but die maliciously. No, but I mean, she still died and it was still pretty terrible because she was sick. Yes. But yeah. So, I mean, we, we haven't had a happy death, so. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of happy deaths. No. I mean, there are, there's been some happy deaths. You know what? I'm going to find one. I'm going to find a, a really death that makes death. me, that's going to make me happy and I'm going to share it with him. But that's I, not this story. I really enjoyed the one where the women mobbed the guy. And yeah. Cashed, that, I really you know enjoyed what? that one. Yeah. That one was pretty mm, good. That's a happy Akuya death. Dov was definitely. But like, he still died in a terrible way. He died. Like, I, I, I think like I just felt zero sympathy for him. Yeah. was the problem. Yeah. And it was no, surprising because you, you usually try to find sympathy for people and you're just like nah it's okay. no <laughs> seriously okay so uh yeah i hope you're well i'm well we're just gonna hop well, into well, this well 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 <laughs> all right so um on october 26 2009 the body of a 35 year old woman was found in a gravel pit on the outskirts of prince george british columbia yeah we're just diving right into this canadian yeah it's canadian uh autopsies reported uh, bleh, sorry. Autopsies report showed that she had cuts and bruises on her hands and arms and knees, which indicated that she tried to fight off her attacker. Good for her. But at some point during the struggle, she was hit on the head two times, knocked unconscious, and sexually assaulted. No. Reports also showed that she was high on cocaine when she died. It is believed that she bled out to death. Uh, but they aren't very sure. Um, they just didn't find that much blood, but the animals had gotten to her body a little bit. So, I mean, oh. the animals could have gotten to her and then yeah. she had might have bled out from that. Or it was possible that uh, she maybe had been stabbed. Um, I or wonder if you bleed out, out, out the faster as well from co- like, does cocaine do anything to your blood? I, I wonder. Know. I just know it's on drugs, but I don't actually know if it's blood thinner or anything. I have no idea. I've we'll never... just try some and then we'll stab. Oh ourselves. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll I see. yeah. We'll yeah. have a test subject. We'll like we'll get Nick. And we'll stab him. <laughs> yeah. We'll take some cocaine, stab ourselves, yeah, so and we'll then we'll see. see. We'll see who bleeds faster. <laughs> sounds like a great <laughs> Friday night. Okay. Um. So. They were able to identify the body as Jill Stachenko. Uh, Jill was the mother of five, a known drug addict, and a sex worker who had gone missing early, earlier that month. Uh, but because she was like kind of a transient a little, um, they couldn't really pin down the like when she was last seen. Uh, so, but she had been reported missing. Uh, I think it was like October 22nd, which was four days before. Um, but she was originally like not seen since like October 9th. So yeah. Uh, unfortunately the police didn't have any leads and the case goes cold. Uh, although one of Jill's friends that the police, uh, didn't, the one of Jill's friends stated that the police didn't investigate too hard because they didn't care about Jill because she was a sex worker. Yeah, that's probably Which, true. Mm, you know, that's a general theme when yeah. it comes to police and sex workers where they're just like, 
Oh, probably I mean, John or you know, probably something else. Risky lifestyle, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Even but though anyways. it's like being a human being shouldn't be a risky lifestyle. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the old, it is the oldest profession. Yes. Just. Yeah. And oh, okay. I can't even get that's a whole <laughs> rant with me. Okay. So on October 9th, 2010, the body of another woman is found in a park near the, uh, near, sorry, at a park, uh, in Prince George. Her body was already badly decomposed. Uh, her upper body was almost a skeleton. Uh, her head was barely attached at the spine. Autopsy's report showed that she had multiple head wounds. She had been stabbed in the back and the right shoulder uh, by a small object. Um, she had been sexually assaulted and her voice, po- her voice box had been pierced. Uh, I read a few articles that suggested that she, that her, throat had been stomped on um, but i'm not 100 percent certain on that but it was just basically like there Brutal. was a lot of throat damage mm-hmm. um and a couple stab wounds and then the head wound as well so there was like a lot of like um yeah it's violent yeah like, it's very violent it's in a neck yeah yeah um urine analysis showed that she was uh high on co- cocaine at the time of her death and later they were able to identify the body as cynthia uh, Mas, a 35-year-old sex worker who was also First Nations. Uh, oh. And because her body was found near the Highway of Tears, uh, while the police were investigating, uh, nothing sort of came up, and a lot of people criticized them because they felt like the police were just disregarding this as another First Nations like sex worker. Yeah. Uh, like she, you're already, she's already gonna like get a hit for being a sex worker. They're not gonna care there. They're then she's First Nations, so it's just like a lot of publicity going on. And they were here first, guys. Yeah, just saying. they were. That's yes, yeah, like. Oh my god! And then we were like, "Hey, we're never mind." No, that's a whole <laughs> another fucking rant. Um, Anyways, on November twenty seventh, so the following month, uh, a rookie RCMP officer, Constable Aaron Keller, is on duty doing his normal police job uh, when he sees a two thousand four GMC pickup truck pull out onto the highway uh, from a remote logging road. Uh, the truck starts to speed away, and Aries, uh, Aries, the and Aaron's spidey senses start going off uh, because it's uh, it's ten o'clock at night. It's winter time. It's yes. weird anybody would be uh, on the highway at all, let alone like driving out of this like back alley road. Um, so he uh, pulls, he turns his lights on, pulls the truck over for a routine traffic uh, stop when he calls in a buddy. He's always like, "Hey." come on over uh so the other police officer shows up the two of them walk up to the truck and uh inside they find a man with blood smears all over his face and chin all over his legs and then a pool of blood uh on the driver's mat and they're like hey dude you you okay is this your blood this is totally my own this I, i killed a deer uh yeah so he's just like hey man i just got finished clubbing a deer out in the forest uh because i'm a redneck and that's what we do for fun and that is a direct quote i mean (sighs) yeah he clubbed a deer that's okay so (sighs) that's better than killing someone so anyway yeah I guess if they, like, if if you, that, you're gonna come up with a story you you want it's okay to still seem like an asshole yeah. but you want to be like how to explain away his blood yeah it's animals it's animals because uh, ritual I'm a sacrifice uh so the cops are like uh that's weird 
Uh, and they decide to search the truck. Okay, and good. Inside, they find a, like a multi-tool, like a Swiss Army knife, mm-hmm. uh, and a wrench covered in blood. And he's always like, "Yeah, that's the wrench that I used to like beat in that uh, that deer." deer. Um, they also find a child's monkey backpack and a wallet that can- contains the ID of the name Lauren Leslie. And Aaron Keller's like, this dude is fucking lying. Yeah. Uh, so they arrest the guy under the Canadian Wildlife Act uh, because you can't just go around clubbing deers. No. You usually use an arrow. And or... he didn't even have like the deer carcass in the truck. No. So it's like you can't. Usually hunters. Yeah. You usually take the deer yeah. with you. Um, so they arrest you him. You usually shoot them, I think to not unnecessarily extend I mean, I mean yeah it's it's a lot to club a deer yeah you have to like catch it that's some agile shit so they arrest him obviously and uh, they call in a conservation officer with animal tracking skills and they're like so they can retrace the steps and like go get the deer yeah like if he's telling the truth yeah he has to yeah, yeah. you gotta back up his story uh so unfortunately for the dick bag in the truck but fortunately for everybody else it was a snowy night and his truck left tracks good so they're able to trace the steps all the way back into the forest where they discover the body of 15 year old lauren leslie she had taken several blows to the head, had multiple punctured wounds on the throat, and had multiple punctured rooms, wounds on the throat. So the man that they arrested was 20-year-old Cody Lejepikov. Lejepikov. Is that like a, what kind of last name is that? I, I don't know. It's like, it sounds Russian to me. And he oh. looked a little. Yeah, Russian would make sense. Russian. I always expect you to be able to pronounce any French last name. It's so not, no, French. it's not French. <laughs> it's Ellie, it's Leg Ebikov. Legebikov. Probably. Legebikov. Yeah. Okay, Russian. Gone. Yeah. Because the cough is like Abakov. I don't know. It just sounds like Ukrainian. Like who knows? Um, so on paper, Cody was like, a pretty good kid. He got decent grades. He was popular in school. He had a good job. He played hockey in his free time. Uh, he, he killed lots of women. Uh, yeah. In his free time, he killed lots of women, which is not what makes him a good guy. But it's like his friends were all like, Oh, we never would have thought this would, he would be like this. That's like he's all, so nice. Says. And it's just like, yeah, that's what everybody fucking says. Yeah. Uh, he used to apparently spend a lot of times on chat site and used to use uh, one called Nexopia. I've never heard of this, no. but apparently it was super popular in Canada. And I was like, I've never heard of it. I've heard of Neopets. Yeah. <laughs> that's also what I thought of yeah. when <laughs> was You're Neopets. Right. Um, so that's actually where he had met little Lauren Leslie mm. uh, when he lured her out for the night after spending weeks talking to her online. Mm. So I thought this would hit home with you yes. a little bit because I definitely met strangers. <laughs> yeah, because only we've been one, talking, but still, we've, we've talked about the men that we met offline. Um, I mean, you married your husband. I did. <laughs> I did technically meet him online. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when the police questioned Cody, at first he's like, "Oh, I just found her body there uh-huh. uh, after I killed the deer." And somehow we yeah. also talked to each other online, and we have a previous. Well, no, history. he he didn't he didn't admit to that at first. I know. So but. he was like, "Oh, I just found her body there. I killed that deer, and then as I was walking back to the truck, uh, I found her body, and I was like, oh, I better go back to the truck and go get help.'" Um, and they were like, Why "Well, did you grab her there stuff? was no deer." Yeah. Um, and uh, Cody's like, "Okay, yeah. Or you know what?" I do know this girl. We've been talking online for a few weeks, but I didn't kill her. 
Oh, she killed herself. Then he goes on to tell the story about how he had met up with Lauren and the two got drunk and they got high and they went here and there and then they were having sex. And then all of a sudden, after they finished having sex in the back of his car in the forest, Lauren got all crazy and she started hitting herself over the head with the pipe and she tried to cut her own wrist and she started to stab herself in the throat and he said that he was too stunned at first to give her first aid uh but he did manage to drag her body 15 feet the other direction before uh giving up and then just getting in his truck and driving off Sure, sure. and it's just like what uh-huh what you could have thought of a better this is the fucking story that you decided to give well so obviously the police like don't believe him um but they do like their good cop bad cop thing Mm -hmm. for a while uh and then eventually he admits to like hitting hitting lauren in the head okay now i remember what i was gonna say so uh in the courts when they were doing the trial and stuff like that they had somebody come and testify and say like while she could have hit herself in the head and while she could have slid her own wrist and while she could have stabbed herself in the throat she wouldn't have done all three of those things only one um because like it's a lot like you have to be in a certain place to like stab yourself in in the throat to like kill yourself you have to like have a certain mindset um and like there's just no way that she would have done all of this stuff and so they actually had like an expert come on and be like, yeah, it's impossible for her to have done this, this, and this, and this, and this. Um, but I just thought that that was interesting. Um, so the police didn't believe him. He finally admits to hitting Lauren in the head. Good. Uh, he, but he like keeps saying like, I didn't kill her. And it's like, yes, you yeah, fucking you did. did. Like if you're going to admit that you hit her over the head, and if you're going to admit to everything else, like, why can you not just, like, admit to the fact that you fucking killed her? Like, he wants I don't, to be seen as a good person. I don't, still. like, and it's sort of like, that's the problem with, like, that's why I love your stories. Because they just fucking, when they get caught, they admit it. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, yeah, you got me. Red-handed, I'm caught. Okay. Not this fucking guy. So they have him in custody. And now it's the, a narcissism that you think you can get away with it. Like you think you're smart enough to get away with well, it. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not even, it's like, I don't even think that he thought that he'd be able to get away with it. Cause he admitted to literally everything. And I think it's sh- just like, he didn't want to admit to the fact that he killed a, a young girl. How young was she? She was 15. But I mean, you admitted to having sex with her. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, you're a rapist. Like, yeah. Well, not a rapist. Well, technically, it because, is a rapist because it he's is. twenty. Yeah, because sixteen is the age of consent. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're already. So, I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't just admit to murdering this girl. Maybe because, like, then he would have gotten a different sentence. But whatever. Usually, you get a lenient sentence if yeah. you admit to what you did. Always admit yeah. to what you did. Yeah, just, just tell the truth. Yes. Um. So they have him in custody, and now they have his DNA and his fingerprints. And uh, so they go to run those, and it's like boop, boop, boop. Uh, positive matches on the two victims before, Jill and Cynthia. And uh, because they were able to pull DNA off the fingernails, they had his semen and all of that other stuff. Uh, so when they go to his house and they search his house, they uh, end up finding the blood of a third woman, uh, 23-year-old Natasha Montgomery, Natasha had gone missing in September. Her body was never found. They still haven't found it. Uh, he did admit to 
Yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, she was a known drug user and another sex worker. Uh, Cody originally denied ever knowing or killing any of the three women. And it's like, but your fucking DNA is all over the shit. And her DNA is in your house. How do you explain that? And uh, so he was just like maintaining his innocence. And then he started saying that uh, a drug dealer and his two accomplices of the drug dealer, who he couldn't know their names. He only knew them as X, Y, and Z, uh, that they had killed the three uh-huh. women. Um, and that he was just like an innocent bystander oh of everything, uh, which the jury obviously didn't fucking believe. No. And, uh, he was convicted on four counts of first degree murder on September 11th, 2014. And he still rots in jail. Good. Oh my God. Yes. So that is my, that's, and that's my story. That's my story of Cody. Lejepikov. Lejebikov. I like Lejibok. it. I like Lejibok. it. It was a good story. And I, I appreciate the fact that um, he is still in jail. Yep. And it just, it, it was just luck that they caught yeah, him. No, it that really, was, really was. It wasn't like really good. Like, yeah, you know what? The people who did stop, the police officers who stopped him, though, were smart enough to keep going. Because you yeah. always remember that Jeffrey Dahmer story of like a cop who let yeah you know, you know what i mean so I'm just and like, like mm. he was a new cop too it was just like so he just fucking like, good didn't oh. it didn't feel right to him yeah. he was like something's a little good off for him and it's like thank you because thank you. who knows if they would have ever found that missing 15 year old yeah. girl you know what i mean like, or if they did they never would have figured out who killed her no so think and stopped him in his tracks because yeah. he definitely would have killed yeah. way more people he would have he, he would have been a hundred percent for sure and like apparently like so what he was doing was like he was hiring like these sex workers because he was addicted to cocaine and he was using the sex workers as a way to get the cocaine uh which is why everybody like had, had cocaine in their, cocaine system. In their yeah. system but then he kind of yeah so it wasn't like oh because he killed this 15 year old girl that he got caught no because he was, was killing and it, it yeah. was like the Lauren was the only one that was sort of like not like the others. Yeah. And it's very possible that uh, maybe there's a whole lot more. Um, and he is young, like, though. Yeah, he is pretty young. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting that the three women that that he killed before were all 35 years old. Yeah. And they all kind of looked alike. Lauren was like the three women... Uh, were all beautiful. They had dark hair. Uh, and then Lauren was like 15, blonde hair, blue eyes, like completely, completely different. And he met her like on a fucking chat. Yeah. Like, it was really And didn't have different. cocaine probably either. No. So that's so really it's confusing just, yeah. like why he chose her. But good for that cop. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. Constable Aaron Keller, you are MVP. Hopefully, you're still policing. I I, I would imagine so. It's it's only been hopefully nine years. you have a raise. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you've gotten a raise. You're, and you're uh, no longer what? a rookie. You're, uh, I hope you're a captain. Chief? Captain. I don't know what. That I don't is. know. I don't. I don't know what's higher than constable. Just hope you're a captain. Hope you're. Hope you're in, in management charge. somewhere. <laughs> so my story is from around the world to north korea yeah north korea which means that there's not that much information (laughs) it also means that next week angela is going to apologize to us uh for all of her korean stereotyping that she's gonna yes i'm totally gonna talk about and then it's gonna be like Although I don't, See, I, don't I just apologized for you now, so you don't. I don't have actually to know any North Korean stereotypes. 
except the fact that they're very prejudiced against and that's the only thing i know about them mm-hmm. so all right let's well, go let's do it i'm and excited I, i'm assuming a really pl- shitty place to live in if you're a poor person uh but any, anywhere i mean anywhere is yeah. a shitty place to live if you're a poor person so Uin he was born in Kaesong, a city in the southern part of north korea okay so because south north korea in north korea <laughs> Yeah. In southern North, yeah. So because of her being born in North Korea, there isn't a date of when she was born. Oh, they don't keep records? They just didn't, they're not going to release any of that information. Oh, they, okay. She is wiped from history. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, just in general, do they do keep those records? Like, I think they... for presidents, or okay. sorry, not presidents, supreme leaders, they do. Some people will have it. Um, some people it's more like will your know family, yourself, yeah. Like your family but because she's completely yeah, yeah. wiped, she doesn't. Yeah. But because um, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna estimate she was, she was born around in the late 1930s to 1940s. Okay. And that's because she had led an exemplary life during the Korean War, and the Korean War happened during the 50s to 53. Okay. So she was I'm like, probably. 20-ish during that time i'm gonna guess like teens even yeah and even like because that's when she was like learning how to dance and stuff so okay you know okay. Okay. yeah so at least that's 40s fair. at yeah. least so she learned to dance and was taken to pyongyang which is the capital of north korea where she started her acting career in he had a oval shaped face 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 and a sl- slender but curvy body Hmm. which was an embodiment of traditional like Korean beauty standards. So she was, she was, or she was, okay. So she was called the most beautiful woman in North Korea. Hmm. Um, After just one year in Pyongyang, Inhi was given the main part in the tale of Chongyang, which catapulted her stardom. Yeah. So right after that, Dozens of successful move films later came out, As it happens. and she was given the prestigious title of People's Actress. Like Ooh. she was the actress. Her career spanned from her youth to an advanced age, um, and her what, cre- what's an advanced age? Like forties. Okay. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> though, right? Yeah, yeah. And it is for like for like any Hollywood for type ho- Hollywood women. Yeah, you know it what is. I mean. Like you get your twenties. 20s maybe is like you get your 30s, 30s if you took good care yeah, of your skin and your and body 40s is an advanced uh, age yeah, yeah. yeah advanced age though man so her career achievements and beauty caught the personal interest and attention of then supreme leader kim jong-il who is the father of kim jong-un so okay. he's he's so the father dis- he's dead now and he like he was an asshole but he was uh, sorry let's backtrack he's not a good person or people don't really love him uh but well people north korea the son the son him. the son uh but was the father he was also not a good person yeah but who's worse i um, like i've heard something where it's like the thing is that like they think that kim jong-il kim jong-il is who the first the famine i talked about in the first episode it was under him okay his leadership the thing is that they they might they're thinking that kim jong-un is trying too hard to try to put like become okay. his grandfather okay, and his okay, father because okay, he has okay, a lot okay. to live up yeah. to yeah and so not okay. none of like dictators in general usually aren't yeah. the best people no as a gesture of confidence okay. she was given the very extraordinary pr- permission to travel abroad to czechoslovakia to study acting which is like mm. a big deal because yeah. that means being able to leave, to leave north korea 
Um, and no one gets to leave. And Inhi's career flourished during the 1960s to 1970s, which I'm assuming is in her 20s and 30s, in my guesstimation of her born, being born in the 40s. Yeah. Um, after returning from Czechoslovakia, Inhi married Yu Hoshan, the most gifted director in the country. And like the most gifted director, the, the people's, yeah. those are all titles given to these people yeah. from the capital, I'm assuming. Um, the couple had three sons together, and Inhi had several extramarital affairs that would later come to destroy her reputation and career. Well, I mean, it's she stands she, up for she, herself. She though. might be like super beautiful, but at the end of the day, she's still a woman mm -hmm. who still has to get a job. And unfortunately, when it comes to acting, you usually have to sleep around. around yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe, maybe not so much. I don't know. I'm not in the industry, yeah. but maybe I'm hoping it's a lot better. There's now, a reason why we have a Me Too movement. That there's That's a reason all. why we call it the casting couch. Yeah. So there's a reason. Um, I, I'm actually going to talk about a death that has to do with that, though, Ooh, in Korea. So I not have today. It, like, not today. Okay. So her first affair was a member of the camera crew, and the others that followed were members in the film industry, which aligns with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. By the end of the 1970s the rumors of her affairs spread among her colleagues who would confront her about them they accused her of adultery but she was defiant and pointed out that her accusers were the same men who begun affairs with her yeah and were also adulterers themselves yeah but you know what they had a penis so yeah so they're like believed and it's it is one of those things where it's just like it doesn't destroy them yeah it destroys her it's always the so one. unsurprisingly she was ruined and yeah. stripped of her title of people's actress oh that sucks she was then given a job like she went from lead actress to the job of tending to the boiler of the film studio for a year which is a dangerous job and in 12-hour shifts oh my gosh so she went she, from like this high so far yeah so in 1978 sorry in 1979 and I bet you the sex wasn't even that good that's like the disappointing part well even if it was she was probably doing the roles like she really needed yeah but it's yeah. just like now her whole Maybe. life is ruined for having these like affairs and i bet you the sex wasn't even good well in 1979 yeah. She was suddenly allowed to return to acting and oh. was given some lead roles. Oh, uh, sounds like she picked uh, her power pussy back she up. She did. <laughs> the return to the spotlight just happened to line with the time that Inhi started an affair with Kim Jong-il. <gasps> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when you sleep with the king. It is not known for certain when they began their courtship, but it happened sometime in the, in the late 1970s, which makes sense. It is possible that he courted her for years before yeah. he, her fall from grace or that her ruin made it possible for him to initiate a relationship in exchange for allowing her to return yeah. to See, acting. I think that he wanted her from the beginning yes. and she was like, no, no, no. And then she had these affairs. I bet you he had a hand in her takedown. Yes. Uh, and her punishment and then he was probably like you know what I feel like she's been punished enough now let's let's bring her back although in. I don't even know if he could like he would manipulate the situation now much he's this is supreme leader he can probably just be like no you're that's it you're with me now and then yeah what is she gonna say no and mm -hmm. then her entire family dies so yeah so I'm not really I'm not, yeah. yeah so because I get read like they're all none of the articles are like really um verified yeah it's obviously but there was one where there was a girl who said no to him and he got her, he had her killed 
Um, there was another one who... It's all hearsay. Yeah, allegedly. it's all hear- allegedly hearsay. But can you really get that much information out yeah. of this kind of country? No, you really can't. Kim had a fellow actor follow her around and reported back to him about her activities. So he oh, yeah. had like a spy, which also makes sense. Their relationship was top secret and was being kept from everyone, including her husband, Yu. So she wasn't allowed to tell anyone about Whoa. this. This was high secrecy yeah. stuff. Even though everyone knows that all of them have fucking mistresses, none of you got, no one's allowed to talk oh, yeah. about it. No, no, you can't talk about it. Yeah. We just know about it. So after their affair, mm-hmm. and he fell in love with a young Che, wait, yeah, Che Cho Sonin, which is an ethnically Korean person who has permanent residency status in Japan or became a Japanese citizen. Okay. So they have a specific word for it. Okay. And who had and he had come back to North Korea to work at a radio station. So she fell in love with him, and it sounds like it was after the affair was with Kim Jong Il was over. Yeah. Um. He overcame her initial reluctance because she didn't want to get into a relationship with him. Because well, obviously, yeah, relationships and then, aren't really working out so much for her. No. And they started to meet in private, and she was still married at this point. Um. They would meet Man. because that's why she had to keep it all private. Because yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. They would meet and drive around for hours in the man's Mercedes, which kind of shows that he was a man of means, I'm assuming. He (laughs) had money. He was going to be able to take care of her. Maybe he wasn't, hadn't, didn't have as much money or power as as King Kim Jong Il. Sorry, Il. Kim Jong Il. Yeah. Kim Jong Il. But he still, he had a Mercedes, he had a Benz. But I mean, it doesn't really. It if she really wanted someone of power, she would have gone with Kim Jong Il yeah. immediately instead of making him work. No, for she it. didn't. It was just more. I was yeah. just making a joke. I don't know. She didn't obviously want to be with him. Like he was probably real scary. Yes. She was probably just doing what she needed to do so that she wouldn't die. Well, it won't last. Oh, long. oh come on! In the winter of 1980, after a car ride date, they were found in a car suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh shit! Caused by the engine left running with the windows shut to keep the cold out. I wonder what they were doing in the car that oh. they would have left the heater on. Oh my god! And then not had it stalled. I wonder what they were doing in a garage. No, just like out. Like they were out for a drive, and then. Like they left the car on because yeah. it's cold. Yeah, and, but, but they close all the windows. Yeah, but I mean, this is nineteen eighties. How, how so. did they get? And that is okay. Yeah. So, but I wonder what they were doing. Mm. Mm. Handprint on the window. Yep. The man died, and in he had to spend two weeks in the hospital recovering, while being interrogated over the death, like about what happened. Um, and he mentioned Kim Jong-il. This obviously doesn't sit well with him because she was supposed to fucking keep her mouth shut. And, you know, that's the whole thing. And her boyfriend is not the only person who dies in my story. Oh, gosh. In 1981, and he was told she was free to go. She was instead taken to Kangon Military Academy shooting grounds just north of Pyongyang. She was tied to a post and shot as 6,000 people, including her husband, were watching. What? To prove a point that you don't, if he tells you not to say anything, you don't say anything. Holy shit. He makes his He didn't even like, like, he was like, you're free to go to die. That was it. It was just like, holy crap. And then like 6,000 people, like for everybody else to have to watch. It's just like, well, you fucked this girl. 
but she talked. He's yeah. a supreme leader. Yeah. He can do whatever is, he wants. That is it's extremely. Really, it is. I mean, I thought he was going to like, obviously he's going to kill her. Uh, I thought he would like do it privately. No. Uh, I didn't think he would fucking put it up on display for everyone else to see. That's, it's because betraying Kim Jong Il is a it's punishable by death yeah, in North Korea. Clearly, but he wants to enforce that. Yeah, and he wants to make sure that yeah. you know yeah. that if he tells you something, he fucking means it. Yeah, just terrifying. Kim Jong Il also nullified Wu and in his marriage, and forced Wu to finish the movie he had been working on with with his wife called Unsung Heroes. Like he had been working on this movie with his wife, yeah. who was I think starring in it or was in the movie, and he made him finish the movie, even though he just watched his wife get shot and die. Yeah, that's fucking barbaric. Wu and his um oh yeah, Wu and his um name and image were purged from magazines and film catalogs. Okay, so like, why would he make him finish the movie if he's then gonna be like? But now we're going to erase her from history. Like, why not just not even make the movie? Did he just, he wanted to see the movie? Maybe. Who the, that is weird. Okay. She, she was edited out of films that she performed in. Yeah. Rendering wow. their plots incomprehensible because. Yeah. How the hell are you, like, if you get rid of a main character, you're not going to know what happens in the movie afterwards. Yes. yes. Oh my God. All 6,000 people who were present at her execution were told not to talk about what they'd seen. But the incident is wildly known in North Korea because, you know, people you still can't talk. kill 6,000 people. Well, you can, I mean, you can but he I'm did. pretty sure there were people there yeah. that he would prefer not to have to kill if he didn't have to. Yeah. There's a South Korean miniseries that came out in 1998 called Until the Azalea Blooms that is about her life, which yeah. I desperately have been looking for i can't find it mm. and my korean isn't good enough for me to figure it out but i thought like if i just typed in the title in korean on google i'd be able to figure it out but i don't know you'd have to actors on the film were threatened for their lives and even a threat of a bombing at the kbs studios happened which is the bro korean broadcasting corporation mm -hmm. who was airing the series which makes sense because they're like yeah, yeah no you can't we don't want this name ever spoken the series was said to have God. been shown a frank depiction of life in North Korea and inequality that prevails between ordinary North Koreans and the power-holding elite. Jesus, I really want to know what she said to the police officers about Kim. I, I don't even know if she just said his name yeah, and that was like, enough. I want to know. She, I just want to know what she said to like... Because this is this is extreme. Yeah. Or maybe it's not extreme. Maybe, maybe I think it's extreme, but in like over there, this is like... You know, a slap on the wrist I have type two situation. Okay. So, so, first of all, South Korean dramas are obviously very much banned in North Korea, but there's a black market for it. Yeah. There was um, lesser-known publications that I'd never heard of, might be larger somewhere else, that mentioned as recent as 2015 that five university students were caught watching a miniseries and were sent to prison camps, and three women were executed for distributing the series. Wow seems very yeah so harsh. it's just like That's but it. i'm like is it over like this one girl and like she's like what the fuck did and she 2015 say? i think kim jong-il was dead by then but i'm not sure i don't know when he died yeah so she but it's like obviously there's still stuff going on now could but like to completely wipe her out like i can't see it being like a situation where she, 
Like, what the fuck did she yeah. say? I want to know. I but then I had also said. read a story about like some um like mistress that he had been sleeping with and then like she left him but because and then like and then also got like sick or something and she was in a coma so he or sorry she was like on respirators or something so she was about to die he forced them to keep her alive long enough to kill her because he was just mad it was like there's lots of stories about like him being very vindictive there's lots of families who talk about um him just killing you because he doesn't yeah like it wow so i don't know if this is like an everyday thing but it seems so excessive and kind of like i just i never heard yeah so ridiculous it's yeah like i that that is a tantrum that is a tantrum that is what happens like and you know what it's not even a white man that's just what happens with men in power and privilege money privileged and power and like extreme because it's not like he is control of a you know a little town or an entire country he has a fucking entire country millions of people that he controls that worship him they have to yeah, yeah they have to that's that is intense. That's my story. I was well, thanks for telling excited. me that. That was really... I've never heard... that. I am so fascinated. I want to know so much more. I know. Like, I wish there was... Uh, there's never more information Because when it comes them. to, like, people who... Like, when it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to, like, wiping someone completely out of history and all this different stuff, it's just, like what did what did they do what it's was so extreme crime? yeah because like there's some people that do some fucked up shit and like they it didn't seem like she did anything yeah even if she just said she just had enough fucking she had an affair maybe she was pregnant no she wouldn't be pregnant i don't I know mean, maybe she was maybe she was maybe she had a love child with him who knows maybe she wasn't supposed to be sleeping with somebody else maybe that's like, true like after he was supposed to be her maybe last he, affair maybe he said that the affair was over but really it wasn't and he was just really upset that he was that she was getting dick from three different dudes yeah there's her husband the other guy and and kim so i wow that was that was yeah. a story Thank and she you. very brave to do all this in a country that she should yeah. not have been allowed to do any of those things so no the fact that she got to leave i mean it's cool but she got to for a little bit for yeah a little bit and she got to be an actress i bet you the highs were probably real high um those the low. lows were low all right guys well that that's it for this episode this one was a quickie uh quickie yeah quickie cookie uh if you guys have any or questions comments you want to send us an email you want to tell us a story that you'd be interested in i uh, even if you just wanted to like give us a country you're just fascinated by that country and you want yeah to know more and about then there. you're gonna give us like a really hard country where i don't can't yeah. pronounce any like sweden yeah. and i'll be like sweden, sweden wouldn't be so bad i can't even say uh, names of the ikea furniture so. <laughs> give it a go uh you can email us at people keep dying at gmail.com you can find us on most social medias uh at people keep dying at people could dying on the social medias yeah and then you can r- rate us and yeah. review us and show us some love and whatever yeah let us know what you guys think your favorite thingy. parts think and uh, we hope that you guys are alive next week yeah. and yeah bye, bye.